0: Hey this is Reza. This is Sandy. Welcome to the Stone Cold Sober Podcast.
1: Thanks for stopping by.
0: Hello and welcome to the 379th episode of the Stone Cold Sober Podcast. Doing this another another late night for us, huh?
1: Another late night, but you know, it's uh, it is what it is. Um, can I tell you that I've been like in the throes of marathon training, right? Yeah, now that my uh ankle has decided to um cooperate, now that my lungs have decided not to try to drown myself,
0: um, I can tell you're always always going to the ringer, dude, every single time you're marathon training. Yeah, go ahead. So
1: When I started running, uh, and and by running, I mean started training for the Chicago Marathon earlier this year, I was probably the heaviest I had been in a while. So to give you some context, heavy for me is like I was at 160. 160, probably 22% body fat. Now, these numbers, let's just be clear, uh, are from my Eufy uh like bluetooth scale so okay. certainly by no means i'm not doing like a water displacement test this <laughs> yeah, is yeah, it yeah. you know it is what it is, right right and so i was like you know what what i was re- what i was feeling early on was oh my joints feel like like it's like a, like a heavier dude is running where i, I you know you, you i learned that every time you run it's like your knees and your joints take like five to seven X, like your, uh, your body weight based on just the amount of force or you know, pressure that you're pressing down with every, um, every stroke. Yeah. And it's like, all right, so this was not, not ideal. And I could feel my knees sort of a little bit more sore on some of the shorter runs and you not know, like making me really nervous about like, how am I going to, how am I going to sustain this? And so what I did over the first like two months, um, was to try and cut weight uh now by cutting weight i was like all right let's cut out as many carbs as i can let's try to be really mindful of what i'm eating still running but you know what i'm really trying to do here is just like cut the weight so that when i run i'm not carrying as much weight as i as i normally am Uh, i can say right now uh uh, as of let's just say uh, to give you a sense of where i ended on saturday so yesterday after my long run now, granted, this is like post nine miles. Yeah, um, but I was at one forty six. Okay. So in two months, about fifteen pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, I went from twenty two to like twenty two percent body fat to like eighteen point four percent body fat. So 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 not bad. Yeah, not bad. My prime. I don't want to say prime, but like uh, <laughs> maybe three years ago, before COVID. Right? Yeah, yeah. I was looking at. I was as low as one thirty seven. Wow. 137 like 15 percent body fat
0: i can't imagine um, being that light dude i haven't i haven't been that light since like fucking middle school man i
1: don't know well
0: you're, you're also taller than me yeah like, not you're not you're, much you're bigger, taller it's, it's yeah i i guess i uh,
1: i think you, i think you've got a lot more muscle on you than i do like, i have and that's a fact shout out I, to jenny because <laughs> I, I know when she hears this she's gonna be like bitch i told you to lift um
0: so. i yeah i i I've often wondered this, like how much weight, like realistically, what, how much weight could I possibly lose? Like, could I actually lose before, like without without actually losing like muscle mass? You know, yeah. but anyway. So you
1: and I also have very different fitness goals. Whenever we are, yeah. working yeah. out, right? Because you've always done CrossFit, you've done more lifting. Uh, you don't do as much cardio Hell as no. you do. I do. I Meanwhile, I ride I a bike, do... but that's about it. I, I can't. Right, like, I can't run like
0: that. I'm doing way more
1: cardio. I don't do almost any lifting. That's sort of like you and I are on the opposite (laughs) end of the spectrum, which makes it interesting. Right. Right. And so the interesting thing was the the unforeseen downside was I was like walking a lot more in my runs. I was like way more exhausted in my runs. And like, yes, is running tiring? Yes. But similar to you, you know when you're like lifting, right? Mm Mm-hmm that there are days where you feel like you've got good sleep, you've got good energy, you're here to like make the session as solid as can be. There are days where you might not have slept good, you're hungry, and you just can't maybe superset as much as you'd like, you know, you can't get as many reps in, the weight can't be as high just because you just don't have it that day. Yeah. So I was feeling that a lot more on a lot of these runs where yes, there's a heat wave going on. Yes, the humidity and the dew point is abysmally high, but I'm like walking three miles in when normally I'm not used to doing this, and I'm just like, this happened last week where I was running seven because I'm trying to catch up to where I'm supposed to be in my long long uh, run. Right, right. I'm supposed to be at the fifteen. Like next week, Sheesh, you're supposed to be man. fifteen miles, but serious? like. But yeah, and, and yeah, normally it makes, that's totally that, fine.
0: That's, yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. You've missed a lot of time. Yeah. That's I missed a lot of time, yeah, right? Yeah.
1: So what I'm trying to do is catch up in like a controlled way where I'm not just pushing my body to 15, hurt yeah. yourself that I'm out for the season. Yeah, absolutely. What I'm trying to do is catch up to where I was, from where I was to where I need to be, and every week I extend my long run by two miles. So usually the, the program has you going up one mile every week. I'm just going to do two miles. Just to, like, gut okay. it out and, and try to get to where I am. Yep. And I think I'll end where, like, the 20-mile mark ought to be, which is the longest training run you ever do. 20 miles is, like, the capstone of a, of tr- of a marathon training season. You, you, For most folks, like, non-serious folks, because serious folks might push to 22, 23, uh, but you never run a marathon during marathon training season. Um, your your body you're not supposed to put that kind of stress on the body. I see the adrenaline on race day carries you through the final six miles. Oh, it really does, doesn't, does it really. Oh, yeah, absolutely. dude, six miles,
0: <laughs> six miles to me is still a lot of miles. So like, yeah, yeah but that, you, the you adre- also having trained for, for a me, marathon. the adrenaline for me would be drained. Like, yo, I, the adrenaline for me would last about like mm. about uh four hundred meters maybe.
1: I don't know. You remember <laughs> Honestly, cheering me on at the marathon? How many yeah. people there are?
0: Yeah. I can't, dude. I I will never get over how many people actually come out to support for various marathons that I've been to. Like yeah. I've only I've only ever attended marathons when you're running, but it's really impressive how many people really come out to support. And it's 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 it because like they're everywhere. <laughs> you know, it's not yeah. like it's not just like portions of the race. It just feels like there's a crowd along the entire stretch, right? Like Lane and I right. we're, were like going through the subway. We take the you know we go to the first spot that we agree on see you there go to the second spot we couldn't see you there we go to the third spot and we had we do see you there but like in every single one of these spots it's like a hassle it's a struggle to get it's to where struggle. we want to be and that's what makes it so difficult to see you it's like it's hard to get to where we where we need to be because the crowd and we don't know what your pace like where you actually are at any given time so it's like did he is he here also is supremely he here? uh
1: supremely appreciative because you've been there for brooklyn half philly half yeah. York city marathon
0: yeah Impressed so. at every single one of them. Not gonna lie, man.
1: Well, I mean, hey, I'll be in Chicago in yeah. October.
0: Yeah, we'll be um, we'll be come there. To your hometown. We're definitely gonna be in there.
1: Um. So what's it called? So I've been like passing out. Not passing out. That's that makes it sound way more serious than it is. I've <laughs> passed, I pass out, I've 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 gotten close to getting heat stroke on runs before. Oof. I want to say like three years ago, I was running eleven miles. So it was like ninety seven degrees out, and like that's where my vision started to get really flat. And like the edges get really fuzzy and you start to get like a little discombobulated. Um, So not smart. Don't ever do that. But last weekend I was running seven and I was running along the water, but like there was no shade when you're, when you're running along the West side highway, there's no shade. The air is really still. It's not fun. And I just remember having to walk a ton. I'm just like, what is, what is going on? Why do I feel like I don't have the energy anymore? And then I was talking to some guys and they're like, dude, what are you doing? You should not be cutting weight during marathon training. The weight will come off naturally because of how much like physical activity you're doing. Right, right. And so what I did this weekend prior to my nine miler was I just carbo loaded again. Hmm. Essentially ate three quarters of a box of pasta the night before. Wow. And then like I felt like I could like, yes, did I have to walk a little bit on Saturday? Sure. I'm still getting my uh my fitness up, but I could definitely push again at, like, the six-mile mark, the eight-mile mark. Like, I, I had it I in me to, like, dig, in, like dig to another level. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. Um, and so it's like, okay, there's no reason to, like – I'm not trying to, like, destroy my diet. But there's also knowing that, like, if you're about to run two hours' worth, that your body needs the energy. Let's not be vain about it. Give it everything it needs. Um, there's also this new supplement that I'm trying – uh, called HGH. No, I'm kidding. Um, it's, um, it's this company called Morton M A U R T E N. Okay. Uh, I think they're like this, um, this European brand, but they essentially have formulated uh, a brand new way for your body to absorb like carbohydrates. Um, all of the top marathon runners use it all of like, it's, it's been there for every single, like, um, world record run triathletes use it people at the on the tour de france use it essentially what it does is it creates this um it uses a lot of like seaweed extract uh and like sucrose or, or something but it essentially creates a gelatin capsule um and it, you basically it's a mix right so it's like a dry powder okay you you, you you mix it in 500 milliliters of water and then it becomes a gel like a like a like a like a watery gel i'll say the idea is for it to pass like sit in your stomach pass through your stomach so you don't get like stitches or side cramps okay and then get better absorbed and breaks down in your intestine where hmm. your body is more prepared to absorb all that energy I see. historically because wow. like what i do is i can't run like so when you're running you shouldn't just be drinking water the reason being you're losing salt potassium, magnesium, like all these like electrolytes, right? Right. And so that's where Gatorade comes in. It's got sugar. It's got electrolytes. But the more I run and drink Gatorade, especially like non-water cut Gatorade, like not even like J2 or whatever, um, I'll take like the way I've always done it is like third cup Gatorade, two thirds cup water. Like that's how much I have to water it down even then at the end of a long training run, my tongue is blue. It's like a syrupy aftertaste in my mouth. It's not, it's not fun. And then you'll get stitches and whatnot. By stitches, for those who don't know, it just means that you get a cramp on your side. Um, And so what the, what I've been doing with this Morton is, and I've been running with a hydration uh, pack on my, on uh, on my back. Um, I do 500 mils of the water and then I add another like 500 mils of water just so I, and like throw a couple of ice cubes in there to keep it going. Um, they say to be careful not to overwater it because you could break down the chemistry of it. But so far, it's been fine. Okay. But essentially, if you there's two types of the dry powder: the Morton 160 and the Morton 320. The 160 equates to about 40 grams of carbs, which wow. is I think 160 calories worth of energy, which is a lot. It's a yeah. lot. Um, the 320 is 80 grams of carbs. Which, yep. if you think about it, on the on the surface, eighty grams of carbs, like holy crap, what's going on? Right, it's three hundred twenty calories. But for they like, if you're running between an hour and two hours, you need this for yeah, like, two it's, nothing. Run. it's nothing, it's nothing, it's yeah. nothing. at that point, it, it, like my run, my nine mile run burned about nine hundred calories. Wow. When I start doing these twenty mile training runs, dude, especially on like marathon day, I'm burning like almost three thousand calories, and Jesus. so it doesn't matter what I like need for fuel because it's i need i need essentially the smoothest thing for my body to take to keep pushing right yeah yeah all this to say i felt a lot better on this nine miler even in the heat and humidity um i felt a lot better i felt a lot stronger and so while i may not get back to the you know the days of 137 pounds which is totally fine i'd rather be like cognizant feel powerful and well fed enough to just conquer these
0: yeah absolutely
1: because the goal isn't to like really get to 137 per se the goal was to like take a lot of stress off of my uh, knees um in addition to like you know doing some uh, resistance training some more stretching and like all that stuff right um but uh but yeah, it was just like, it felt like a really alien and terrifying feeling to be like, oh, I can't actually finish this run because I feel like my body's about to shut down on me.
0: Yikes. And that's what happens
1: when I'm like, because for a long time, the past two months, I've been eating like Greek salads. So I'll have like a, um, a half of a green bell pepper diced, a whole Roma tomato diced, a couple of, um, what's it called? Some feta, diced feta or crumbled feta, um, kalamata olives, uh, and then like some grilled chicken in there and that'd be real and like some uh tzatziki sauce and that'd be it for dinner you know which i think dinner would come out to like 300 calories which is not a lot at all and now you're asking me to burn like 500 the next day there's like there's just nothing to burn
0: yeah you know so of
1: course it was like uh you'd be cutting weight for sure but then like i can't run five miles which right now is unacceptable because i should be able to even in the heat i should be able to bang out five and not feel like i'm gonna die I mean, humidity and and we're going through an unprecedented heat wave, you know, but like five miles from where I'm supposed to be in this training cycle is like a given at this point. And the fact that I was walking after two was like, in the beginning, I was like, maybe I didn't sleep well. There was always a reason I could point to that was like outside of diet. But then it got to a point was like, yeah, no, my body feels like it's shutting down. Like I, you know, that feeling of like, I want to fall asleep on this run. That's how like low energy I am. Uh, and I haven't felt that ever. And so I was like, oh, well, maybe – and this is funny to say, but, like, maybe three quarters of a box of pasta will help. And it did. So,
0: <laughs> I, I will say that, yeah. Um, well, while I, while I wouldn't say that I felt like falling asleep on, like, a CrossFit workout or anything. I've certainly been – and not even, like, not even just CrossFit, any type of workout. But there have certainly been times where I show up and I'm like – i i need to go to sleep right now like i can't Mm -hmm. start this workout usually once i start it's okay but it's i'm also not running fucking nine miles like what i'm doing is 20 minutes like it's enough that adrenaline can push me through like 20 minutes like really is like the cap it's 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 the especially in a crossfit uh, uh, situation there are not many workouts that we would do that were longer than like 20 to 25 minutes um So usually I was able to push through and if I had to just modify, I, I would try to modify it down, but I I find myself like super competitive in in these situations, even if not with like other people competitive with myself because I know that I could do better. So I find it difficult. Like it's, it's like being a try hard in like Call of Duty, you know, it's like, I know we can win this game. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna compromise here.
1: Yeah. Right. You get it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I do.
1: So that's really all I wanted to talk about. I know that on Tuesday, it's our actual final walkthrough of the apartment with the respective agents. Um, the uh, the other seller party is moving out in the morning, and then we're going to walk through at five p.m. So uh,
0: that's super uh, exciting. Yeah,
1: yeah, I can share more about that. Uh, sort of next week, next week so. or yeah. something. So I just want to say, as a quick note, this is more of an administrative note. I'm going to be headed to Boston uh, Sunday, okay. So I'm happy to record. Um, I'll just bring some stuff so that I'll record in the hotel room, so we can still do it. Um, okay. Let you know.
0: Yeah, we could do it earlier if we need to. Also, no big yeah. deal. Cool. All right. Um, so tell
1: me about uh what you've been up to.
0: Yeah. So we had uh so this week um you know all the people who were here for Gordon's birthday party last weekend they all they all made their leave um by what Tuesday or Wednesday I can't even remember I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday whatever whichever day it was um. So it's been a kind of a uh, getting back to like the old, the back to the old, like the quiet, the quiet house, at least as quiet as it could possibly be. Like maybe, maybe empty is the better word. Um, so, um, but like, so you know this, my, my, uh, my two nieces. So my two older brothers, they both had, they both had daughters um, about two weeks apart from one another. And they were both born almost exactly a year after Gordon. So my uh, the older niece, her birthday is a week before Gordon, actually six days before Gordon's. And then the younger niece, you know, just by a few days is born just a week after Gordon. So her birthday was just this past week. So they were, of course, having a birthday party for her this weekend. And this brother lives in Indianapolis, which is only about three and a half to four hours uh, from us. Now, Lane and I, we we honestly didn't know the exact distance that this was going to be, but we knew that we were going to try to go to the party, which was starting at, at 2 o'clock. Now, one thing is that once you get to Indiana, because in, in uh, Illinois, we are in the central time zone, but Indiana is still the eastern time zone. So shifting over there, we're, we lose an hour just as soon as you enter the state of Indiana. So there, that's one factor. But, um, Like you'll, 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 you'll find this out as you, once you have kids, you really operate on their schedule and it's, and you try your best to like, you start to recognize and and understand your kid's behavior. And so you try to do things in a manner that doesn't affect their behavior so much. Because like, for instance, if we go through a day without letting Gordon take a nap, he is a monster to deal with in the in like the afternoon, like the late afternoon before bedtime. He just doesn't follow instructions very well. He doesn't listen. As we try to potty train him now, he like just decides he can't re- really remember that he has to pee or that he's not wearing a diaper. So he'll just pee in his underwear. So, like things like that. So, um, we try to stick with our, with our routine. So, party starts at two. Uh, actually, you know what? I'll I'll, I'll quickly backtrack. Um, Lane and I actually had a date night. We hadn't had a date night in a while, so on Friday we uh, we took the train down to the city and got dinner there. Like that was all we really had time to do. We took the train down, got dinner, um, came back home, and literally just passed out because we were so tired. <laughs> Um, but we were at the, uh, the timeout market in Chicago. It's in, in uh, Fulton market in, uh, in Chicago, but it was really good. It was good to, it was good to just get out the house, you know, and do stuff together. But anyway, the next day we, we, we got up probably like almost seven, six, 7 AM. Gordon had his swim class, um, with grandma at eight. And then uh, Lena was doing some uh, modifications to, or like we bought we bought like a little toolbox for uh, my niece's birthday, and then Lena was customizing it with like her cricket with her cricket machine to like kind of make it uniquely hers. So, um, so she was doing that. Gordon gets back from uh, the swimming class. He needs to take a bath. Needs to eat. Whatever. Whatever. Finally, get out the house. It's probably like ten thirty. So, um, like I mentioned, party starts at two now, at this point, I hadn't actually looked up the distance to my brother's house specifically the day before I looked up the distance to the general area, and I think I had messed up because I think I did it for like the distance from Chicago because that's when I looked it up. We were on the train heading down to Chicago, and so it told it told me three hours, so I was like yeah this is like this this seems right it's like about a three hour drive which which we've only done once before back in December. So I'm thinking, okay, about a three hour drive, you know, we'll probably get there like, uh, you know, half an hour after the party starts. No problem. Click on the GPS and it it pops up four hours. It's like, damn, four hours. Um, So, you know, because with the loss of of the one hour now at best, we're going to be getting there at three thirty, which is an hour and a half after the party starts. And, you know, with little kids party, the party's not going on. It's not happening for like six hours. So, um, you know. It is what it is, you know. We, we we left when we could leave, so we uh we, we left, and we ended up getting into a, a fair amount of traffic. Um, like we, Gordon was a little bit annoying on the drive. Um, you know, like there were he was often saying like he wants to get out. He was a little bit fussy. Try to like give him some of the music that he likes to listen to, some truck songs and whatnot. But like once we get in traffic, he gets particularly fussy, which is not great because I'm already annoyed. Like we're late. I don't like being in traffic anyway. And now you're sitting here, you know, yelling in my ear about how you want to get out and do this and do that. Uh, it's not helpful, dude. It's not helpful at all. But made it down there, probably probably arrived at closer to four. So we're probably about two hours after the party started. Um, you know, it, it, is, it is what it is. But we got there. Uh, my brother's there. Um, Majub, my younger brother uh, who lives in Minnesota, he actually flew out for the party. So uh, he was there. Got to hang with him, Um, and then like some some old like family friends who live uh, who live in Indiana still because we used to live there way back in the day. So it was like it was just good to catch up, man. Like you know, like realistically we probably should have only stayed there for like two hours based on the time that we got there and then left. But you know, time you just you just completely lose track of time, just talk and talk and catch up, and then before you know it, it's like seven seven thirty. Like damn, I gotta go. Like we're not gonna get home till like midnight. So yeah um the drive back was much better so what took like four and a half hours maybe five hours to get there ended up being about like three hours 15 three hours 30 to get back so it was much closer to what i had anticipated initially but that was because i was able to one there was no traffic but also two speed (laughs) um didn't have to like stop gordon gordon slept through like pretty much the whole ride so it was nice and peaceful listened to a few podcasts which was nice um and then today it was just storming. Now, I told you about my hands, right? Last week I told you um oh yeah, with all the fence work like the carpal tunnel. So, my hands this week I I haven't done any fence work. Um haven't been like lifting. I haven't done anything. I've really just been like chilling, relaxing. My hands are not my fingertips are not as numb. They still are a little bit like I can feel it if I if I touch like my fingertips right now. I can it's, not, it's nowhere near as numb as it was last week. My palms, there's definitely a little bit of pain in my palms, especially if I, like, grab something kind of heavy and I have to grip it kind of tight. It uh. It does hurt. But then I've also noticed, like, if I have to, like, pick something up that's, like, overhead, like, in front of me, and it doesn't even have to be heavy, I'll feel that pain radiate through to my, like, b- through, like, my biceps. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So that doesn't feel – that one doesn't feel great. Um, also – if I try to like, so like when we put Gordon to bed, right, his bed is on his bed is on the ground. So when I'm like reading him his books and whatever else, I'm often on the floor. So when I get up, I usually like do a push up to get out off of the floor. That hurts my palms. That doesn't feel great. Like it's like an almost like a shocking sensation that goes through my hands. So while my hands have certainly gotten better, they are certainly not back to normal either. Um, I was hoping to do some fence work today. But we we got we're not getting a lot of rain today, so I had to just uh, not not do that because at this point, like this stuff that was hurting my hands, the reason what why this got to the state that it's in right now, all that work is done. Again, all I have to do at this point is is uh, screw on like the uh, the two by fours that connect the fence posts, which are concrete into the ground, and then attach the rails or sorry the uh, the pickets to the rails with the nail gun. So the work that's remaining is 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 fairly simple but, um, I couldn't make, couldn't make any progress on it. So, uh, it's still very much an unfinished fence, but, um, you know, the hard work is done, which is, which is great. But that's been it, man. Um, we got, uh, we got some family coming to visit. So Lena's aunt's coming this coming weekend. And then the week after Lena's dad and his wife are coming out here from England. So, um, we'll, we'll be, uh, be a busy house again i guess for a period so gordon's gonna have gordon's gonna have a lot of fun with that and then after that we're actually flying out to uh to delaware to pennsylvania and delaware we're gonna visit my dad uh visit some old friends eat at some of our old favorite spots so i'm, I'm really looking forward to that
1: what are some of the old favorite spots it's
0: like so like uh have you ever eaten at Cadoba?
1: oh my god
0: yeah no well i'm <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, <laughs> so when I say our old favorite spots, like these are like the regular spots that we would go to, uh, especially during like the height of COVID. Um, you know, like quote unquote support local stuff. So, like after Gordon was born, like we just we didn't cook nearly as much as we used to at home, and so some of the places that we would eat at just like. We, they just don't exist here or there's none there are none that are like near enough that that are worth going to. So like the nearest Kadoba to us is like 30- 45 minutes away which means we just don't go to Cadoba. Um, there was a place called Snap Pizza which is very similar to like blaze pizza or Mod pizza, but they're just they there's we just found them to be better. They're, they don't exist here. Um, there's a there's a there's a, an ice cream spot called Somerset Farms in Delaware. They actually get their ice ice cream for from a a farm called uh, I think it's called the Westfield Farm if I'm if I'm not mistaken I might be getting that wrong though um maybe, it might be Deerfield Farm that might be that might be it um but yeah they they they, they make their ice cream like local on the farm and so they um they kind of license out to a couple other other local areas and so we would go there like a lot like a, a fair amount and um, we've honestly never found a place that has like decent ice cream in our area. So we just don't really eat ice cream all that much anymore. So, uh, it'll be good to go back there because they were, they were, they were a, a summertime place. Um, they were only open, uh, Thursdays through Sunday. So you they weren't even like every, every day of the week. And, uh, they were only open from Memorial day to labor day. So we'll have a, actually, as I'm looking at my calendar, no, sorry. I, I got that wrong. I got that wrong. They opened Memorial day, and then they closed i think or and like around october so they will, they will still be open when we go out there but yeah um probably like some sushi spots um nothing like crazy but um like what's that one place in in wilmington called i can't even remember right now Mikimoto's, maybe masamoto i
1: think it's masamoto
0: masamoto cuz i know there's Mikimoto. and i think that one's like that that one might be the one that's like near my I mean, parents honestly house honestly don't know
1: why am i why am i talking like i know
0: <laughs> and then uh uh Megan's, which was like the be- the breakfast place that Lane and I would go to all the time. I'm sure oh, I've mentioned my, Me- my Megan's gosh, like a hundred yeah. episodes ago, right? Teddy's place closed down, but Megan's was Rest the, in uh, peace, man. Rest yeah, in yeah. peace to Teddy's. Teddy's was great. I fucking love Teddy's. Um yeah. Megan's. We were the Megan's, only three people that liked Teddy's. I know, dude. <laughs> so man, we so, tipped well. We tipped yeah. well. Well, because you were you were always making reckless uh well I would, it's not even true because you you would i think you would made a won bet, every right bet. you won the bet right you won the bet and then you over tipped to pay for the meal and did like a mondo bet like you what you should what should have been like a 15 dollar meal like you know including tip you would leave like 30 bucks <laughs> after winning a bet um but yeah so uh megan's like dude megan's was a staple of our relationship for a while because Lena at some point was working. Um, she was working. What was it? I guess her work week must have been like Sunday to Sunday to Wednesday, Sunday to Thursday, and so like Fridays and Saturdays. She like Fridays she would come up to my house and uh, like my mom's house, and um, I would like work from home. She would come up for breakfast. We literally eat breakfast. Maybe she would come back to my parent my parents' house, say hi to my mom for a little bit. And then leave um and we we were doing that for a hot minute so like so much so that we were we were regular it was like at, we would go to megan's they, they didn't need to ask us our order or they knew exactly what we wanted um so we haven't and, and ever since gordon was born and certainly with COVID too we just probably only we've probably only been there like twice <laughs> like twice in the last like four years so it'll be good to uh to go there too so yeah overall nothing crazy like nothing nothing that you're gonna be like oh my god like you, you know we're not going to like a michelin star restaurant we're not no, doing anything not like point. crazy it's just like these are the spots that we used to go to that we can't get here anymore and we're honestly like still trying to figure out like what are what are our favorites like our local favorites that we really enjoy going going to and um like there are certainly places that we go to occasionally but it's still like we you know it's only been a year so there's a lot of time to figure it out right
1: I mean, when you're going home, you want to eat at the spots that, like you said, you can't get anywhere else. Yeah. And so it's not about going to Michelin star, unless Michelin star was where you grew up.
0: <laughs> right, but right.
1: Like, you're going home. Like you want to go to the places that you can't get anywhere else. You want the yeah. nostalgia factor.
0: Yeah. All right? Yeah. Are you I gotta, gonna
1: hit a Brewsters across the street from uh, Megan's? We we
0: weren't we weren't huge Brewsters people. There's actually there's actually here. a Brewsters. There's there's a Brewster's I don't think super far from here. I know the Brewsters around me. I just don't know how far it is. Let me see if I can find it out right now. Yeah, maybe maybe it's not near me. Maybe I'm completely wrong. Maybe the nearest one actually is in Indiana according to Google Maps. Um, <laughs> but anywho, yeah. I mean maybe maybe I will. Uh, their ice cream cakes were were, were great. Uh, we, we we would we would if we were doing ice cream cakes we were always getting Brewsters.
1: Yeah. Because they actually S tier for that area,
0: they actually put cake in the ice cream in in the ice cream cake. Like, that's the thing. Sometimes you got an ice cream cake, and it's really just ice cream molded into the shape of a cake, but like not Brewster's. Brewster's is actual cake inside inside of it. So, um, yeah, shout out to Brewster's.
1: Yeah, love it. Well, I'm super happy that you're gonna be able to go home, hit up all the old haunts. Uh, I can't wait to hear about how how that area has been. I'll say that ever since my parents moved out of that area like there's no reason for me to even go back to where we used to be. You know what I mean? Uh, Painters Crossing, like all those areas, there's no reason to anymore. Um, Families moved out of that area and unless I'm seeing some friends um, in the area, I mean you don't even live there no more but like I've got some friends that still live in the area but like i'm not i'm not going to where i used to live you know what i mean i haven't even had the uh the desire to like drive through <laughs> maybe i'll do that the next time just like drive through the old neighborhood again
0: yeah um, yeah i mean it's not that far from your parents right no, it's like 10 minutes but i but i but i understand right like yeah like why, 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 go why would direction? you go, why would you be there right? right if you want to if you want to go to a movie if you want to go to the movies for instance there's no there's no reason yeah yeah, to the yeah movie you're theater. right there regal uh yeah, no, I got okay. you. Yeah.
1: If if we're ever at home at the same time, we got to, we got to be at this point. You know what I mean? Because you don't live all the way out in yeah. New York no more. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll, we'll we'll figure it out. My dad's been trying to go to the Red Robin. Uh,
0: <laughs> really.
1: And, uh, he he like he's like I walk past it. It smells delicious. We never go. I was like, it's Red Robin. We can we can we can make a trip <laughs> Dude, to Red Robin. <laughs> right. Right. My dad's eating all over the world. He goes, "Yeah, but there's Red Robin Red in front Red of my front the of my one right in
0: front of my house. It's right there, dude. It's right there, my guy. It's
1: like, yeah, no, we we can we can eat the burgers at Red Robin. You
0: know? Yeah, I I those. haven't been to Red Robin in a hot minute, man. It's been it's been yeah, years. I've only years. been to,
1: I've only been to one Red Robin in my life. That was the one at Conquer Mall.
0: Wow. Yeah, I've probably been to I've probably been one or one or two. Uh, and I know, like the I remember the last time I was there, um, Lena had come. It was like 2014 maybe 15, Lena had come back from England and I picked her up from the airport, was taking her home. I think we like dropped off her bags and then I don't know why we chose Red Robin of all places it's not like it was a place that we often ate at but there was a Red Robin like two minutes from her house so we just, uh, we went there. That was the last time. There you have it. All right.
1: Let's let's get out of here.
0: All right. Sounds good. I'm Reza.
1: I'm Sandy. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see everyone next week all together